have a beer with me, so yeah, I, sorry. I, I'm I making you record earlier in the day, so this is the first pod I think we've done where I don't have alcohol. However, I do have this solo cup in solidarity. Like yeah, it's, okay. But like, I'm not gonna fake not drink. Yeah, I just happen not. to have a solo cup. So are you drinking or are you lying? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Wait, there was too many like, fake drinking. negatives. Okay. So, yeah. I think not drinking. Um, I was like. I'm not going to do what you know. I am not drinking for this podcast. Not okay. out of protest. It's earlier in the day. But most importantly, because that's never stopped me. <clears throat> I just don't have a beer. Okay. Don't worry. Can, We're addressing it. We're working you, on it. Can you do yeah. the. Oh, you want that? Yeah. Can we do the. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, good one. Good one for water. <laughs> no, yeah, for water. Uh, hydrating. Yeah. Didn't well, get off my Peloton. Did work out, but not Peloton. So I can like normally do a pod. I do have um, to tell everyone, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, by the way, we're starting. Welcome in. No puns allowed. Paige Kramer. You know the drill. Yep. Um, yep. Kramer, the last like three episodes that we've done were your home, not the national yes. championship ones. You have legitimately like hopped off. Yep. the peloton and been like padding oh there's my dog it's very early He's in the episode jumping right this. in yeah padding sweat off of your forehead oh, yeah. and you're like oh i just got out the peloton i'm like i would give anything to be able to do a peloton ride if i did a peloton ride i would need to shower i would need to put makeup on and my, I also would have to give myself time because my face gets so red that even if I put makeup on, it would still be like sweaty and red for an hour. So I'd have to give myself at least three hours between when I did the Peloton well, and when I did the podcast. Well, I definitely underestimated because I didn't like, didn't just, just hop off. But like, if you're doing a tough ride, like it, like 45 minutes later, I'm still sweating and then I'll oh, have my lights same. and like, it's buddy, it's bad. So, and like I do, I do that not to make, cause I know it like threading the needle, but like with kids and stuff, it just worked out where it's like, okay, this is my only day yeah. to do it. Um, but no, today, quick, quick gym work, off season, off season training program has started. The the water is not like a stance, like be better mate. No, you're not like, I dry just literally, fuck no. I just don't have a beer. That's okay. what we should talk about in our random part of this podcast. We'll wait till the end, but we should definitely discuss how we feel about dry January because I have some takes. I got some takes too. No, oh. it's not a dry January. Um, okay, so it's been a week since the national championship, which is a little weird. Does it feel longer or shorter? Like, does it feel longer. like longer? Uh, it yeah, feels like it was it? two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So, have you gotten? You know what's funny? So everybody I've talked to the last week. Mm -hmm. Who I was like, oh, you were, they were like, oh, you were at the game, right? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I've gotten people who are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. what a terrible ass game. Yeah. And so that's the first response. And then the next response is, oh, how's SoFi? How is SoFi? So is it fine. cool? And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Except it's like, like it was flooding. So yeah. it's not exactly like. Um, it was raining inside. Yeah, the side it, was, of the... it, was, it was. That part was cool, too. But yes, I got like condolences for going to a football game. Um, yeah, which it, is interesting. It's funny that you say that because I sort of got the same thing or people who didn't know I was at the game were like, hopefully you didn't have to watch the whole thing. First of all, it's my job. So I have to watch the whole thing. Oh, but yeah. second, yeah, we I was there. like, well, I was in the building, so I had no choice. So like, what um, else are you going to do? Like, 
Yeah. Flip Watch the out. channel on the like, sport yeah. that I cover. Um, so my, my lasting takeaway, first and foremost, um, mm-hmm. to see Georgia deal to two things. I, this is hard, but to see Georgia deal with tragedy so soon. Yes. Um, Devin, uh, is it Willick and, um, and the, the recruiting staffer, the female mm-hmm. staffer, Chandler LaCroix, that's horrible. And, and, and just heart, like you go like this wave of emotions is, is yeah. like so intense. Um, the picture that Kirby Smart tweeted of, I believe his son sitting on his shoulders. I don't know if you saw this mm-hmm. is like gut wrenching. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine like for Georgia fans, what a, what a bizarre and evil turn to like a dream stretch. I mean, it's just, it's just horrible. I mean, just, just horrible. Like we have to talk about it because it's like the focus turned from like, Oh, three Pete and everything else to like, boom, just like yeah. that. So that I mean, was really were, tough. They were celebrating the parade hours earlier. So like it, it is certainly like exciting an exciting time for Georgia, but like as a team, like to go from the highest of the highs to the lowest of the lows, um, is incredibly difficult. So obviously our, our thoughts and prayers are with, yeah, with that program tough. and those families because that's it's hard to imagine. I can't imagine having that range of emotions in such a short period of time. No. So it's, uh, it's tab. We and we have to talk about it, even though we are goofballs on our pod. Yeah. Um I would say awkward transition, just thinking about that game, like normally normally when we go to a national championship or a game of magnitude. I find myself thinking about the game for like weeks, plays, moments. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't <laughs> like, I, I feel like this one, when I left, I was like, I just like washed my hands and I'm like, <laughs> let's never do that again. Like that. Not that it was bad. It was a great time. First of all, um, we had a great time. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to do that stuff in person, to go see it, to talk to people. Oh my God though. What a fucking terrible game. What you and I said in the hours after the game, but like, I attempted to watch it and I couldn't. I I simply could not. To rewatch like, it? To rewatch it. Oh. I just no. wanted to see if it was as bad as I we remember. remember. In, and in it was. Time. It was worse, yeah. Well, the two plays that I remember were obviously TCU's touchdown cuz we were like, "Okay, now it's a ball game." And then the the play that I remember after that was the first of many Brock Bowers being wide open. Um, and you and I both sitting in the press box going, oh, and then it just happened. And after that, yeah. it was over. And that was probably like, I think it was the next drive or the drive after for Georgia, after that TCU touchdown. And I was like, yeah, no, this is not going well. Um, but other than that, I've, I've blocked it out of my memory because it's sad. Um, but I one takeaway that I really have seen over and over again that I find just like fascinating is that Kirby really convinced this Georgia team that like people were doubting them. That, like, people really thought they were going to be a a mediocre team. Not, like, even, like, oh, you're not going to win the national championship. He really convinced them to have a chip on their shoulder that, like, oh, you're not even going to win the SEC. Like, that you're not. Like, all these things. And I'm, like, how did he do that? How? Yeah. I always always hesitate because I feel like that stuff gets overblown. But motivating a raw – oh, he comes from the Saban tree. So, like, Saban is the – you know, yeah. black belt of that when it comes to motivating teams yeah. and rat poison and, you know, all of right. that. I mean, that's got to be part of it because he comes from the best source of it maybe in the world. Yeah. 
No, that's true. But I think it was so specific. Like, the lines that they were saying after were so specific of, like, what the media and the outside world thought of this Georgia team. And all of us were like, no, we didn't. Like, what is happening? Why are they, they pushing this? But, like, he really did convince them that that was it and motivated them that way. And I think it was unique in the sense that, like, you could say that all you want, but it's really hard to actually have kids believe it because, like, oh, yeah. they have social media now. And I thought it was very interesting that, like, despite having access to every ranking where they were number one, like, they, they, they didn't. So, uh, yeah, I think it's very interesting that he was able to convince them, and I'm sure he'll do it again this year, which is so crazy. I'm also, uh, my other takeaway from this, the Kirby rant, uh, the pregame speech, which yes. wasn't actually a pregame uh, speech for yes. that game. Um, breaking news from our, our friends at TNT. Though. That oh, I know. Actually well, I was listening to that like on the airplane. I uh-huh. listened to it probably ten times and just laughing the whole time. Yeah, shit's easy. That's what I kept saying in my head. Shit's easy. Like it, just a great. And I don't know what game that was for. Neither did he. Um, but I still found. I it think great. he knew. I just don't think he wanted to say. I wonder if it was. You think maybe it was Ohio State? It it could have been Ohio State. There were some tips along the way of like who spoke to the program on Monday and, you know, pride, joy, pride. It was great. If you have not listened to it, just Google, go to the Google and type in Kirby Smart pregame speech. And And it's um, Ernie Johnson's podcast, The Steam Room. You're welcome. TNT, VR family. Yeah, no. And you're right. Like the fact that it wasn't for that was disappointing. It's still a great pregame speech, though. Excellent pregame like, speech. So I found it great. So no, I uh, I think I'm good with the national title. Like I'm that I'm glad we went. Yep. Um, weather sucked. Food was great. Uh, Georgia's gonna be really good again, which we're gonna talk about for like eight months. But we need to talk about your and my favorite football character, Mr. Jim Harbaugh. So Jim Harbaugh. In case you're not watching on video, I just give the biggest eye roll of all time. <laughs> I well then that's I could you could hear it the yeah. um, but uh, okay so Jim Harbaugh is coming back to Michigan mm-hmm. we do not know at the time that we're recording this at least I don't know of a new deal but you would assume mm-hmm. a new massive deal is coming especially because um, all the spokespersons are saying they're working on it yes well and that part I think is really interesting by the way and I want to talk about that but the so the part of this that's up uh, the other part that's interesting so it seemed like the interest was very real. He's talking to Denver and Carolina and whomever, mm-hmm. and uh, either they are still freaked out by him, uh, the price tag. Like, who knows? We don't know what exactly the issue is. Or maybe Jim Harbaugh den- genuinely loves Ann Arbor, which I think he does. Yeah. Whatever the reason, Jim Harbaugh coming back. Now, you mentioned the spokesperson. I think this is the most interesting part. Um, there is clear friction here between Harbaugh and his AD. When you have the university president making these announcements on Twitter, yeah. that is not a healthy situation, right? No. Like we could we could deduce that from that? Yeah. Well, and we know this from Harbaugh's behavior with the media in general and wanting to deflect to his players and all of this. You're a public figure and this is, he did put out a statement originally that was word salad, but the idea that he doesn't want to like engage in conversation over this or like put out his own statement He's doing it through somebody else, but it's not their athletic director. Like, I just find that interesting that he's not willing to, like, 
put a statement together himself saying, I've decided to stay. It feels very like, um, like it's kind of calculated in the sense of like, he doesn't want to say anything personally because if they don't give him what he wants, he can still sort of leave is what I'm, what the impression that I'm under is like, that's still very much in the cards. Obviously he's saying he's staying, but like if they don't give him what he wants and they don't work out an actual deal, I wonder how, like I could see a situation where he does leave. I, all right. So two things. I think that, so the AD, Warren Manuel, like, is he still going to be there? Like I, I, his whole job appears to be being undermined right now. Right. Like the goal mm-hmm. of him is to handle these negotiations. It clearly it feels like there's some friction with Harbaugh. Um, so I'm curious what the future is for Michigan as from an AD front. Cause that feels yeah. like well, the and if, lesser story, but still a huge story. Yeah. Well, and if it comes down to it, if they're choosing between him and Harbaugh, they're going to go with Harbaugh. So like, you gotta, you gotta play the game a little bit. So it should well, be interesting yep. to see what the situation is there. I say I would say with the NFL, my my guess is that their Harbaugh would like some longevity and like I think coaches or teams are scared to give coaches really long term deals now. Um oh, yeah, the like the that, Matt like, Rule thing. Yeah, yeah, Matt Rule, even like Cliff Kingsbury, like things like that. Like you just Oh, poor Cliff. Yeah. Poor Cliff. T- one way ticket to, to Thailand. Just feel for him. Um, he's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, I think he's doing okay. Um, <laughs> but judging, so, so the, the other part of this that I think will be fascinating is how this deal is structured. Mm-hmm. So Harbaugh's going to get a new deal. He's going to make over probably 10 or $11 million a season. Um, it'll probably be a long-term deal. What yep. are they going to do with this buyout? Right? So like, how do you prevent this from happening again? Cause yeah. this is going to keep happening if the contract is structured to allow it to happen mm-hmm. because Harbaugh will go to the NFL, make no mistake about it. He will. It's a matter of time, right? Like, I, like doesn't it feel, and, and this is a good team for him to return to because he's got a really good team. Like they're, they're getting a ton of guys back. Like this, yeah. this has gone about as well as it possibly could for him. So he's going back to a team where his two star running backs, his quarterback getting receiver. Like, I mean, they've gotten a lot of good draft news. Mm-hmm. So they're loading up. So I'm curious how the contract is structured to end this speculation. But the reality is, Paige, I don't, I don't, I, I think we're going to do this every offseason. It's going to get pretty annoying. So well, and like his window could close on like leverage with the NFL and Michigan in terms of like he's made the playoffs back to back years with NIL and everything. People catching up, random teams crashing, like a TCU, like. You know, you're a game or so away, losing a game or so away from not making the playoff. Um, you've got Penn State that actually looks a lot better. Um, you know, there's there's things that are going to make this a little bit more difficult for him. So, like, at what point, if you're not, if you don't make the playoff next year, is it like, okay, I leave at this point. If you don't get guys back the same way you for did sure. this year. Um, sure, yeah. I think the window is pretty short. And I would say, if I had to guess, it would be in the next, like, two years that he would decide to I, go. Um... The expanded playoffs should help him. Like it'll take, it'll help coaches like this. That'll take a little pressure off them. Mm-hmm. That he could probably make it most years. Like yeah, I, but it's winning is a whole other thing. Oh, he's winning, lost winning twice, is a whole other so. thing. Yeah, you got to get through there. Like yeah. so, so that's a that he does now have a he's new narrative. He's not a Lincoln Riley. Well, he is. Like they got there and mm-hmm. they've gotten there twice and they've lost horribly in two different ways. They got yep. crushed and then they just you know 
joked. Fumbled it all over the place. So, but it is a big deal. And if you're a Michigan fan, the more I look at this team, the more excited I would be. Um, There's a lot here. Like, there's a lot to work with. Now, their rival. So, I'm going to give you a little background. CJ Stroud is going to the NFL. That is not a shock, right? Quarterback for the Buckeyes, probably a top five pick. You look at the money and everything involved, you say, not a shock. Over the weekend, I was texting people that would know. I'm like, hey, he hasn't declared. Yeah. It's a little weird. Uh-huh. What's going on? And the people that I had talked to were like, no, there's there's smoke here. Uh-huh. And I, I got a real sense that they were pushing it IL-wise to get C.J. Stroud yeah. to keep him from going. And I think there was actually conversations, like legitimate like he was considering it when he wrote in his statement, which I don't have up, like it was the hardest decision he's ever made. Yeah. I think Ohio state offered him millions and millions of dollars. Excuse me. NIL offered him millions and millions of dollars. And I think there, it was at least talked about. Absolutely. I think it's fascinating. Like when you think about it, a top five pick that actually weighed this decision, Mm -hmm. like NIL is going to change this because you will have a quarterback like this. Probably not Caleb Williams, who's going to be. And if Caleb Williams, by the way, did not exist, Paige, I wonder if C.J. Stroud comes back. I was just about to say, the reason that he didn't come back is because of Drake May and Caleb Williams. Like, I, I understand why he left, because I think those, like, I think he's he's certainly considered better than Drake May right now. But I think, depending on your season, like, I think he would want to come back and win a national championship with the pieces that, like, are having to stay at Ohio State. Like, I certainly think they can make it happen, especially having seen how close that Georgia game was. Um, and if he's being paid millions to do it, why not? I think the draft yeah. situation the following year is certainly why he is not going. Or not staying, sorry. Yeah, because it was um, – now, if I looked at odds this morning, and he's mm-hmm. like plus 170 to be the first pick behind mm-hmm. Bryce Young. It's Bryce Young and Stroud. So, yeah. And that – like – Unlike Williams, who feels definitively like the number one quarterback next year, I could see Stroud being taken number one overall. Yeah. I, I really could. It depends on – I wouldn't, personally. I would take Bryce Young. But I – I the fact that we can even have this conversation, though, you look at, like, Blake Corum, mm-hmm. you look at others, NIL is going to be awesome for us. Yeah, it like, is. For people who are, like, complaining well, about transferring and all that, like, it's going to be great for college football. Well, and I think the other part of it is that we are seeing that some guys like that leave when they are able to leave right away, it doesn't sometimes pan out. Like sometimes it does pay off to be at a school for a little bit longer, develop a little bit more, figure out, you know what I mean? Like, I do think there's something to be said about that. I mean, oh yeah, no, it's Brock Purdy. (laughs) Oh yeah. I had to throw that Um, in there. Jesus, I can't believe that. We'll talk about Brock him. Brock Purdy, we will. I we'll talk about I it. I cannot believe that. Um, so, no, but it was cool. It was fun. And, I, I, I mean, I was really hoping that this was actually going to happen. Oh, it would have been big. It, but, you know, when you're in a position to turn down, say, $5 million, that was the number I kept hearing thrown around. Um. Good for you. I'd play school. <laughs> like, I'd play school for another year for five million. <laughs> Somebody wants yes. to pay me. Um, I'll we we can transition to a team that there was no drama about keeping the majority of their players, and that is TCU. So, all right, so you lose sixty-five to seven. I still can't believe that score is real. And then you lose Max Duggan, 
Mm-hmm. We'll talk about another key piece, non-player in a second. You lose your best lineman. You lose Quinton Johnston, your best yeah. wide receiver, maybe the best wide receiver in the country. Yep. Uh, you lose Keandre Miller, uh, their top running back. You lose key pieces on defense. You lose a ton, a ton. In fact, you know, we did our top 25 live stream last week. Mm-hmm. The more I thought about TCU, I don't know if they should be ranked. <laughs> like, I, I mean, legitimately, like when you look at how much they lost, I think you could argue like, and this is not Alabama, right? This is mm-hmm. not Georgia. TCU does not have five-star players waiting to fill these holes yet. They have some good players and we have, a, we ranked them. I think we ranked them 17th. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so, okay, that's fine. So their but transfer wow. rating is 19th overall and their overall um, incoming class for 2023 so far is ranked 20th, which is not bad. Like for TCU. No, it's like, way I don't better think than it's, it's been. Yeah. It's, and I think transfer wise, I, I could see Sonny being able to work the transfer portal this off season. Oh, for sure. And um, Chandler Morris, who's, they're going to be their quarterback was the starter this year mm-hmm. before he got hurt and Max Duggan did his Max Duggan thing. So you, they think highly of him. Do, like, do you think they bring Chad to come? <laughs> just, just, yeah. Take I over mean, for Garrett? Oh, come on. Oh, God. I forgot about poor Chad. He's hey, I think he's, I don't think it's poor Chad. Job. I think he's winning at the high school level, like really dominating. Oh, I, like, and Chad also made himself some good coinage along the way. Yeah, he's good. He's I ju- fine. I just think the point, like, with TCU, we saw it with Cincinnati this year, right? Cincinnati lost their quarterback mm-hmm. who, who started NFL games. You lost Sauce Gardner, thank God, to the Jets, who might be the best defensive back in football, just saying. Well, you lost both defensive backs. You lost your running back. At Cincinnati regressed. They had a pretty good year, but Cincinnati obviously regressed. It's so hard to do that. It makes what TCU did this year that much more extraordinary. Yeah. Because the the gap and the window is so small. Yeah. Well, and it also makes, by the way, what Georgia and Alabama I do. I was just about year, to say that. That it makes much that crazier, right? Yeah. But there, I think there. Here's the thing. This will be really telling for if teams are able to do that. Like capitalize on the fact that, like, I mean, you can look at recruits in the face and be like, "We made the national championship game." Yeah. Was it terrible? Yeah. We made it there though. As TCU. So and then it's yes. expanding to twelve. Like the the idea of playing for a national championship period and being able to say at TCU that you can do that recruiting wise speaks volumes. So I think I'm curious to see how they improve and if they stay in the top twenty five. I think they're still going to be pretty good, and I think they're going to be a decently dominant team in the Big Twelve considering who's leaving. Um, so I well that that's a that's a good point. Like the Big Twelve is going to be up for grabs, wildly up for grabs. Yeah. Oklahoma should be better. That's a team the more I th- I think about, like I like. Yeah. Texas should be good. Yeah. Kansas State's going to be a problem. I was just going to say, but those two teams eventually are leaving. So like, yeah, well, that's you true. don't even oh, have to yeah. worry about oh, no. that. That's a great point. Yeah, this year and then long term, you're right. Long term, you don't have to worry about that. It's a much different Yeah, you worry about Kansas much State. Different shape. Baylor, you probably have to pay attention to, but I think recruiting wise, you're going to be able to get a decent amount oh, yeah. of people to come to TCU that you probably wouldn't weren't able to before, especially NIL wise. Um, no, for sure. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other piece of this, the other yes. loss, Mr. Garrett Riley, younger mm-hmm. brother of Lincoln Riley, 
We didn't tell the story. Did we tell the story last week about how we awkwardly? I, maybe we did about how we awkwardly tried to take a weird selfie, selfie with Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. Like, like oh, no, not we were even really close. We did tell the people that we missed our opportunity to ask him about the wine cellar and if we could come over. We oh were no, trying yeah, to be professionals. We, when in yeah, hindsight, right. I probably should have just said hello and been like, "Hey." Here's the thing. We have a content idea. We would love to come over, have some wine, discuss things, do a live pod. What do you think? His wife was there too. So I oh, feel yeah. like we could have we could have made our way in. Maybe maybe that, next time. But his brother, maybe, obviously. But his brother, obviously, who great beard, by the way. Real solid beard. Um going to clubs. Why are you laughing? Because it's just funny because that's what you say about Sam Hartman too. It's like I know like, he's got a great you beard. Like dudes, if you, <laughs> you I cannot grow a good beard. Okay, so, so that's what it is. It's beard, beard envy. Yeah, I grow like a little like ratty stubbly beard. Right. I can't I, imagine you with a beard. Please no, don't. No, just no, don't no, ever no. grow no beard. facial hair. No beard. I'm I. My kids hate it. Like if I haven't shaved for a couple of days, they're like, Dad, what the fuck? What's and going on? When I was yeah. little, I used to tell my dad to shave all the time. He tried to do a mustache, and I was like, shave it. No, 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 no. Um, so Garrett Riley and his great beard mm-hmm. is going to Clemson. By the way, $1.7 million a season I saw. Not Damn. too shabby. Um, I think that this, hey, again. Wow. What? The name, image, and likeness of God is yeah, is quite. Um, they've got some, some God is money. stepping in. And the Lord has. I, well, here, here. Okay. So, again, much of this to unpack. For TCU, another massive loss. For Clemson, yes. another massive win. For Dabo, maybe he's realizing after his like grandstanding of like, if y'all don't like it, you can fire me. No, Dabo, to his credit, said we need to make a splash higher, and they yes. did. Um, so I did see our friend. I'm gonna wait till my dog stops barking. This is unbelievable. Mail. He's upset. Somebody's here. Somebody's dropping off delivery. We really got to stop ordering on Amazon because. Yeah. Hank. Well, yeah, this is the midday pod. This is like the midday. He's this joking. is what happens. He's like, going. Okay. No, it's all good. We haven't heard him in a while. He sounds. He sounds. He's wild. happy. It's off. He knows it's off season. So he's really, really going for it. Yeah. Um, I saw friend of yours, Big Dave, DJ's dad. Um tweeted about this hire with Lincoln or Lincoln with Garrett and said, yes, this is a great hire. However, I do think that Clemson needs to use the transfer portal. So I'm going to give Dabo his props here and say, look, this is something that I'm actually very surprised by. I was surprised he didn't stick with the brotherhood of the tree that he had. And he brought in somebody to shake things up and did something different. Which is what maybe Garrett's brother Lincoln should have done at defensive coordinator, but is not doing. So that's a big humbling thing that he took upon himself to go, okay, we're going to hire a splash that's not from my line and I'm going to make the most of this. The second part of this is if they do end up, you know, going into the transfer portal, Clemson will be back to being Clemson if you do that. Because this is such a big hire, it's going to have such a big impact, but I think... I think Big Dave was right. I think you do need to use the transfer portal. So I'm curious to see if this trend continues with Dabo where he doesn't get stuck in his own ways in his grandstanding and decides to actually kind of hit the transfer portal for certain things because you have to you have to use that to your advantage, much like Saban is doing and Kirby and all of them. So Kadri Miller had a great year for TCU. 
I think Will Shipley is one of the best football players in America, period. And I was, I was, it was agonizing to watch how he was used at times. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody benefits more from this than him, other than maybe Klubnik, who I think is going to be really good too. So Mm -hmm. funny. I, I, I remember saying this like on our live stream and even on Twitter during that game. And people are like, oh, what do you, what makes you think he's going to be good? It's a true freshman that's playing and playing reasonably well. Like, what true freshman do you remember? I'm just ranting. That like came in and just immediately starred. Trevor. Um, Trevor, right? <laughs> and that, but like the list is pretty small. Who, by the um, way, congratulations on still winning every game you've played on Saturday from high school on. Crazy. It's crazy. I'm, I'm happy for that dude. I wish he was on the Jets. Happy for it. So, no, but this is a great hot. You're right. Like, hopefully for Clemson, this is the first step of yes. trying to rebuild things the way it should be. Like, and and I, I do. We we give Dabo a hard time. time. I have we to do. give him a lot of credit. This is a monster hire. Yes. One of my favorite hires of the offseason, and yet another reason why TCU is like yikes. And Maybe. they're talking about Kendall Bryles now, by the way, at TCU. Is that what I had seen? I'm gonna pretend we're not we're just gonna glide over that and not talk about uh, it. Um, we're gonna glide yeah. over that and not talk about it. We're gonna move to the fact that maybe Dabo listens to this podcast and he heard us criticizing him so much and that's why he did it. Um, And then, so now I'm going to say, hey, Lincoln Riley, if you're listening to this podcast, I really would love before you leave my conference, if you could do me a favor and maybe change up your defensive coordinator and hit that portal for some defensive players. Thanks so much. All right. So he's And also we can talk uh, about this over wine from your wine cellar. Yeah. He can bring us in small consulting fee. We don't have to go. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually, have to no go more top free shelf. advice after this. Yeah, we don't have to go top shelf. We just like middle shelf. Which no, I'm I sure want is... top shelf. Okay, we have to go top shelf. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, I'm torn on this. All right. Thought about Alex Grinch keeping his job. Resoundingly hated by all of Twitter. USC fans, not they're shocked yes. at this. Now, can I? Can I also say like? He inherited a terrible defense, Alex Grinch. All right, let me let me pull this up. Are you playing devil's looked, advocate right now? So you made me look I'm, like the bad I'm guy. Playing, and then... No, I'm not even because he should have fired him. I, it's not even firing him. Just like give us something publicly that you're like, hey, this is what we're doing to fix this. And I know they owe us nothing, but All right, USC was the number. Uh, 103 ranked scoring defense. And to be fair, a lot of those players showed up in games and were incredibly tough and had timely turnovers. Oh yeah. The turnovers mask so many issues. Yeah. So they went from 103 in 2021 to 90, 93 in 2022. Frankly, it was light years better than that up until the last two games. Yeah. They probably dropped 40 spots, if not more. Um. So I'm, I'm just wondering is, so Lincoln's dedicated. This is his guy. And so mm-hmm. I would have felt I would have felt bad for Grinch. You move your family. Like, could you imagine this this profession is not so, I yeah. guess is what I'm getting at. I mean like I don't know. I'm I have mixed emotions about this. I get I kind of appreciate that Lincoln's sticking with him, and yet you've got this one shot with Caleb Williams. You and I have talked about this, and you need to do everything to maximize it. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like that's taking place. Yeah. And to your point, like, I don't think that necessarily firing him is the the option because you have to bring in a new person that's going to be somebody that you have to trust, obviously. And like you said, the window, small with Caleb Williams. You don't want to, like, have that year being a development year. 
but you do need to have like tangible things that you were doing to get better. And I'm curious to see how, how Lincoln goes about that. And I would, I would hope that Lincoln is on top of him, And I'm assuming he is on top of him about making changes and adjustments yes. to make this better. Because I mean, it, that bowl game was really embarrassing. Um, so that bowl game, by the way, I wrote a, I wrote a story for Bleach Report this week with the help of the community of BR readers who are awesome and crazy and funny and sometimes not funny, but mostly funny. <laughs> sometimes mean. About the best moment of the college football season. Somebody said the Cotton Bowl, like two lanes win. Mm-hmm. And so there were some really good answers. What was actually really interesting is how many of these answers were toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, somebody else said Georgia, Ohio State, the game ending at midnight, which is really cool. And like, I mean, like literally right at midnight. Yeah. Maybe not at the exact second, but a few seconds off, maybe depending on where you were and what you were watching and TV delay, et cetera. So I wrote about it this week and I think I have my definitive best moment, not favorite, but best moment of the college football season. Do you have a best moment in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, when you asked me after the national championship, I did say when Tennessee beat Alabama. That one for me, I think just in terms of the sport. But if we're picking like end of the year things, I mean, certainly TCU beating Michigan for me and TCU season in general, just crashing the playoff and then actually winning for me. Um, Yeah, that walk off field. You're right. We did talk that um, in the in the blur, the glowing blur of a blowout. People brought up the walk-off field goal for TCU so Baylor. I, I have never been more dramatic in my life in front of a television than I was watching that. I was I remember I was by myself. Normally my family will watch some of the games with me. I remember they were gone for the day. Actually, they went to a Cal game. And I and I legitimately was like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, uh, like, oh, I, I just it, remember I was, like standing was, up and my dog being like, what are you doing? Like, what is happening? I was so like, are they gonna get I'm like, they won. They just they were what the clock's ticking i was like this is not happening this is in real life so that that was a crazy moment i had baylor plus two and a half so i covered uh but. regardless but i remember watching that standing in my like my family room with my hands like over yeah. my face like this and <laughs> i was just... like it, it was painful and then the the, the g shucks we practice this all the time afterwards was yeah great. they're just like I, yeah we knew i think alabama tennessee was the loudest most dramatic moment of the year. Yeah. I think that was the, I think that was like the, the most impactful. What's funny is like neither of those teams make the playoffs. So, Mm -hmm. but even in the time that felt like the most significant thing to happen. Yeah. Well, it just like, I also think a lot of this has to do with like expansion for me. So like looking at a season like this, where you have, um, a game at the end of the year where Alabama, Kansas state, and like you have a big 12 champ, and then um, Alabama, and Alabama just obliterates them. It go- And then you have TCU on the opposite end of the corner beating Michigan. So you're – this narrative that, like, we can predict what's going to happen is, like, not actually true. I think playing it is the only way to find out. And I think yeah. we saw that with a lot of these games at the end of the year in the bowl games. Like, even the, even the Tulane-USC one. Like, you're – That was up there, too. Yeah, you're looking at these performances and you're going, okay, when we have 12 and these matter for something, the chaos is going to be that much more. I mean, TCU beat a good Michigan team. Like, it, we can't take that away from them. 
do do they make it through an Alabama team that they potentially would have had to play prior if this was expanded? Maybe not. But like also the matchup for for an expanded playoff would have been Alabama USC. By the way, that first game. So like you're gonna Alabama get games, and like to be fair, to be fair, like that probably would have been a good game. Like I know people would be like, oh no, oh, Alabama's gonna roll. Awesome. Them. But it would be a great game. So, like, that's the thing is, like, you don't know. Like, the window is smaller early on in those playoff situations. Later on, obviously, we saw a TCU Georgia. If it's you don't go through a bunch of hoops to get there, it may not be as great of a turnout. But I think the idea of expansion and the fact that it's, like, not going to be – it's certainly not like college basketball where, you know, it's easier to beat someone on any given day. But I think – there is room in college football for there to be chaos in these situations more so than we would like to think. Um, I agree. I, like part of my, what I love about the season is those moments. I, you know, yeah. honestly, I won't say this is the best moment, but South Carolina being Tennessee by yeah. like a billion points was like so shocking yeah. that I'll be thinking about it for well, a while because it was just, it was, and, and, and Clemson, like yeah. those were shot. That was a shocking transition of games for Notre sure. Notre Dame losing to Marshall. Yep. And Stanford. There were some good ones. This was a, this was a really good college football season. It was. And the other it thing was, was fun. It, it didn't feel like Georgia commandeered the spot after beating Tennessee, but it didn't feel like we knew who the number one team was until the very end. And even the very end. Because um, you could have Ohio yeah. State, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you, if you're Ohio State fan still, you must just be sick. Yeah, sorry if you're listening to this. You're an Ohio State fan. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I would, mean, you must be I would distraught. honestly be a little sick. I mean, I'm a little sick over our future bet as well because that that's tough. Oh, <sighs> speaking of, yes, you owe the people a TikTok, and I'm not letting you get away with this. No, I understand. So I understand. you're gonna need to. I showed you a TikTok dance that Lane Kiffin did. If you want to do that. But at some point, you're going to need to film I, I, this. I gotta step up. I know. I know. So I'm, we're I'm gonna deliver. We do, are do waiting, know, and if if you we don't get it within well, the next week, Jason's gonna remind me again. So I would. All right. So I've got a funny story about this too. Okay. So my daughter, we were out with uh, friends this weekend and family, and their kid, who's a little older than my daughter Olivia, okay. has started creating like his own TikToks. Okay. It's not really. It seems a little young. Whatever. Yeah, they're funny, actually. He's really funny. So, of course, like, my daughter wants to create TikToks with me. Yes. So I think that's going to be my thing gateway in. Okay, so is, you have to, because she's not old kids. enough technically to have TikTok. You have to be 13. So the parents have to, like, sign up for it. So you can do, like, a Adam oh, and yeah. Olivia. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a kid's account. So my kids really want to do this. Make um, it the Kramers. Yeah, I'll make, I'll do the content. Like, I, I feel like my brand... One of the things I plan to do this off season is is highlight my dad brand a little okay. bit higher. I gotta okay. I gotta take it to another level. Like, yeah, this and is TikTok, who I am TikTok now. is the way to do it. There's a whole niche of dad, dad, dad. Oh yeah, that is the goal. Dad's dadding. To, to, dad's dadding. I your think we're lawn. Gonna, you talking about your lawn and showing your lawn on TikTok will make you go viral alone. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to figure out how I can capitalize on my dad brand Your i feel like is. that may be my strongest brand now like it's funny yeah. when i met even like reporters at the championship game like guys that i've respected forever and guys that are peers now 
you know, somebody like there was one comment on a story I wrote and everyone else was like, man, your dad tweets are fucking great. And it's like, okay. Um, thanks. I think, uh, reputable journalist here, but, but yeah. lawn, lawn tweets and father tweets exactly. and how many beers tweets. Like there's gotta be a way to monetize this page. There, there is. There's and gotta be a way. You, TikTok is certainly so, one of those ways. Although so it, it does thing, frighten me that you'll end up seeing what I actually post on TikTok now. Well, I don't know how to use it yet, so we exactly. got ways so to go. Exactly, so we'll get there. The other thing, since this is turning into just a riff, I know we want to talk NFL games. <laughs> I am going to write a children's book. I have wanted to do this for many, many years. Um, I'm oh. going to write one. I have to figure out how I'm going to... I actually are you, have Wait, are you being days. serious right now? Because... Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Legit, okay, this is like a weird, like, voodoo moment. I have always wanted to write a children's book. It's literally been on every, like, list. And I've told my family this, like... I just, I know that I'm going to eventually write a children's book one day. And it's so weird that you just said that to me because I legitimately was like, oh, great. I have two ideas already. Okay. Actually, I have three. We can discuss. I I couldn't sleep last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not not spilling the beans yet. So I have to figure some stuff out. I got to figure out who to talk to and what to do. I have some. But I started writing it last night. I, and I can guarantee you my anybody that knows me listening to this podcast is like, that's hilarious that we would both want to write children's book. It's so funny because we're such like, um, I mean, we're obviously not in like the kids space. Like some of our episodes yeah. are probably not appropriate for children, but like we're both very much kid people. Obviously, oh, yeah. you're a dad, but like that's hilarious. But I love that. I oh, love it for you. I, I um, no, I have like real life experiences. Like the point of these books is so in, in the kids book genre, too. It's okay. funny. There's like the educational type. Yes. And then there's like a book like Dragons Love Tacos. And the whole book is just fucking dragons eating tacos with hot sauce and just like Phenomenal book. I've read it. Yes. It's very good. Um, There's books that I think are clever, like the book with no pictures. That's a clever book. Like the book with no pictures. No, I've got, I've got some fun ideas of stuff that I've learned in reading and stuff that we deal with and interact with. So you know how Shrek, I always, it's an odd reference. Shrek though was funny for adults. Yes. It had this way of like interjecting subtle adult humor without it being weird. Yes. That's hard to do, but that is going to be the goal. So yes, I have started to explore children's books. I've got a few ideas. I couldn't sleep last night, so I started writing them down and I got like halfway through. Who knew that Um, we could... We both love podcasting. Both want to write children's books. Look at us. Yes. Just add them to the... Look at us. You're going to become a TikToker too. This This is is, great. Yeah. I'm I'm writing children's books and drinking water. Like everyone's like, oh. Oh, God. Dude. Um, I'm going to start sounding like Dabo. Um, But no, I'm not. Yeah. God has told me to fill this solo cup Cup. with... (laughs) Your cup runneth over. For pure water. Uh... No, it's actually vodka. Um, okay, so uh, that all right, be what book. else? Mommy's special oh, yeah. juice, daddy's special juice, daddy's nil. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so NFL, real quick. Yes. Um, it was funny. Like everybody, including myself, shit on these games like all week, mm-hmm. and they were great, phenomenal. And they were great in all sorts of weird ways. Mm-hmm. Um, even even uh, last night because we're recording early. Dallas and Tampa Bay had drama and weirdness for a yeah. game that was a blowout. So your your football team looks very good. Yeah. I am still floored that the San Francisco 49ers um, 
I am still floored that Brock Purdy is not just a competent quarterback, but maybe a good quarterback. Yep. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. Like, so you got to feel good about your team. I don't know what what is the spread for this week. I haven't even looked yet. Um, Four and a half, three and a half, down to three and a half now. I like you guys at that line. Yeah, I don't I don't bet on my own teams, um, especially oh, during this time. Should. I don't. Um, I'm trying to manage expectations right now because I've gotten my heart broken quite a bit where like a lot of almost and a lot of really good teams. Um, but this one like feels right. This one I'm like, okay, I'm going to let myself get excited about this team. Like last year I was excited, but I was like, Oh, this is going to, this is going to fall apart at some point. Super, super likable team. Yes. Super likable team. And it, I love the idea of being like fully healthy for the most part. Like it just, it feels right. This feels like the, the time and also Brock Purdy, like how can you not root for him? Um, no, no. Well, I, you know, no. Well, yeah, but like, how can you not root for him now? It's like great, in it's this a great situation. I, I'm also fascinated by the way, not, I know you don't want to talk about this because you're enjoying the ride, but like, that is a wild quarterback situation that they yeah, it is. Trust in the future. Yeah, what, like, it like, really you is. win as a Super Bowl, like, what do you do then? Like, you can't, what do you, do? you can't take it away I, from him. Yeah, so. and like, who cares right now? But I still think it's fascinating that they're in this position you get uh, rid of, I mean, one of them to the Jets. We'll take one. What I think should happen is obviously you get rid of Jimmy. You're going to get rid of Jimmy this year. That's yeah, going to be yeah, possible. Gone. So you're going to get rid of Jimmy this year. You're going to have Trey. You can have a QB co- competition and see what happens before the season starts. I would mm-hmm. guess that you have Brock start. And as soon as Brock falters, that's where you have Trey. Um, Because you can say to Trey, you're sitting for a year or whatever. But if not, we'll we're going to trade you somewhere and it's going to be good value. But yeah, because it's like year three, you're like getting to a point where you have to start figuring out like what you got. As yeah. a Jets fan, I know what I have and I don't have. So like it's it's crazy to me. What a great situation. I mean, but yes, so that'll be very but interesting. But also very scary because then you're betting on Brock Purdy continuing to grow and be this dominant quarterback. But like that... With you a great roster around him. Will the roster be this great? Yeah. Um, but I saw that people were like, oh, you should great. probably get rid of Trey, too, in the offseason. I was like, are you insane? Yeah, sign Tom Brady. That's what people want. No. Like, I uh, No. He can, be, I, he can go play for the Raiders. Uh, that's where he's going to go play. My mom All legitimately was like, I, he can't be on my team. I was like, I don't like him. He cannot be on my team. I, I can't. He, may, he cannot come to the Niners. She's very I, serious. Uh, oh, no. I don't think he. I, I think it would be dumb. Like, they've got a good thing going. They just have to kind of mesh the couple of good things together and figure out how they work. But, no, it's cool. So that'll be great. So that is the Sunday night game mm-hmm. or Sunday afternoon game. Bills, Bengals, early. What, a, what an awesome day of football. Uh, that day, Bills minus five. Obviously, it's kind of strange given the last time those, we saw yeah. these two teams, right? I mean, let's just let's be honest. But Bills minus five. Uh, Giants Eagles is Saturday night and Jaguars Chiefs Jag well what is the spread I'll ask you Giant which one by the way are you talking about all of them Giants Eagles Giants Eagles Giants obviously obviously Eagles are at home Eagles are favored by 10 seven and a half Jaguars Chiefs what do you think is uh what do you think the spread is Ten. Eight and a half. 
sexy. <laughs> that, I, I, it's a couple of things. <laughs> to by be the way. fair, people are probably definitely giving the benefit of the people being in the playoffs and all of that, but those games I think are going to be lopsided that way. Daniel Jones looked awesome. I, I don't have any strong Daniel Jones takes. Actually, I would <laughs> kill to have Daniel Jones as my quarterback. I thought he played like he just looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool, a college perspective here. Brian Dable obviously worked with Jalen at Alabama, like helped create him. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian Dable, super nice guy. It's kind of neat that they're squaring off. It's also pretty neat, by the way, you have three teams from one uh, division in a round of four. Like, that's yeah. kind of nutty. I think the last time they said it happened, it was 2002. Thanks. So, um, yes, it should be a wonderful week of the NFL. And do you have any strong picks other than your team? I would take the Bengals to cover, but the Bills to win, obviously. That's an interesting line at five. Mm-hmm. I mean, neither team looked great. No. And I think it'll neither be close. Team. Yeah. Um Okay. It's in and Atlanta, then, right? Or is that it's it's in no, it's in Buffalo. Buffalo, okay. The next Bills Chiefs yes. could be Thank in you. Kansas City. In fact, I saw something that they're like getting people ready to buy their tickets or something. Like you gotta get if it's a neutral site game, they're gonna have to figure out a way to sell it. Yeah. What an odd situation. But tough, hey, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Also, what I'm betting on this week is UFC. So First pay-per-view of the year page. Okay. Um, a lot of UFC stuff going on right now with Francis Ngannou and all this stuff. It is a great, great card. Like, great card. So I'm making yellow hammers this week. Oh, wow. Weekend. I know. I'm getting the yellow hammers out. We're going to fire up the basement. And uh, I'll be betting on UFC. I know I like Brandon Moreno. He's minus 120 versus uh, Davison Figueredo. I know I like that. I'm still kind of TBD. It's You know, it's weird with UFC cards. Sometimes they're like very lopsided odds. These are tight. So it's a, give me a lot of, you know, not a lot of waters on Saturday, I guess. Not a lot of waters. Would That's why you're hydrating now to build yeah, up Yes, I'm that. hydrating now. So there's going to be a lot of that. But I'm very much looking forward to this card on Saturday. And also John Jones has come out. There's a lot of shit going on in UFC. Um, random stuff. What else you got? Um, I did start watching the tennis version of Drive to Survive, the documentary on tennis. Um, good. It's actually really good. And it's fascinating to me. I'm already hooked. Um, so I imagine I will pick a favorite tennis player. There's definitely a front runner. Um, but oh actually there's a couple front runners because I feel like even like the public view of certain tennis players because of their like attitude or something, it's interesting to see like the background of it and why they are the way that they are. Um, but tennis is an intense, sort of like in Drive to Survive, like a lot of it is like on the individual. And I think even more so than Drive to Survive, because you're depending fully on your like talent, not on a car. Um, it's tough. It's tough to watch like even because they like they said, the biggest thing is like everybody loses every week, basically. Like 30 yeah. weeks out of the year you're traveling and most of those weeks you're the loser. So it's hard to kind of like mentally deal with that. Um, That's like, actually a great point. That's yeah, a, and there was like a fascinating a, observation. There was yeah. a female who lost in like a semifinal game. She's like, "Should I retire?" Like because of how bad her performance was, and it's like it's wild that like she's a top fifty tennis player in the world, which by the way is hard to do because there's thousands of professional tennis players, and to be top fifty and have a bad performance in a Grand Slam and then feel like 
you should retire is like crazy that this is the pressure that they put on themselves individually. So it's very interesting to sort of see this sort of background of it and maybe not the like public side of it. Um, I find it really okay. cool. I'm in. I'm in on that. Okay. I The golf also, one comes I, out in February. I'm obviously going to be And so the new that. season of Drive to Survive also comes out at the end of February. So get Jesus. on it. I know. I uh, So I've got two things that I watched, a movie and a show. Let's start okay. with the show. Okay. The Last of Us, which uh, on HBO. Oh, yeah, it yeah. It is the video game remake, mm-hmm. which is one of the greatest video games ever made. Maybe the best. You know, I'm a geek for this stuff. It was a phenomenal pilot. My only thing is I watched this Sunday night around 10 p.m. And I was like... I was like, it, it got me fired up. Like yeah. I had a hard time settling down. So, but really, really good. If you've not, if you're into, I guess it's zombies, but it's a little bit of a different swing on it. I'm afraid of it. It's great. So yes. And Watch then I, yeah, no, but it was exceptional start and exactly. very much in like, they kept very true to the game roots. Mm-hmm. The other thing I watched on the way home from the national championship, new top gun. Um, <laughs> you hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen it. It was it was fucking awesome. It was. Like, it was really that good. Movie, I didn't want to like it as much as I did. No, but it knew exactly what it was supposed to be. Yes. And it, it hit all the notes. It did. I the acting really is great. Fuck, I love John Hamm. I love Tom Cruise. I love I loved all of it. Like that movie was perfect. That movie was perfect. And I'm not saying it's the best movie ever. <laughs> But like I watched but that, like it's and up I, there. it just it made me very happy. Yes. Um, and the scene also, I don't know how they film that. Like the scenes from this, like the actual fighting scenes, mm-hmm. are some of the greatest pieces of like cinema, like ever. Yeah. Tom Cruise is crazy. Tom Cruise they, is crazy. He has a license in a lot of things. It's kind of. But nice. I, I, uh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I can't believe I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I can't that believe you hadn't seen it either. But it's like. Good way this to decompress from that national does. championship, yeah. that's for sure. No, it was like after watching something terrible, it was something great. So, so yes. Yeah. You and I both, because we have to go to the national championship, we know that the national championship's not going to be dry. I mean, we could do it, but there's an open bar um, yeah. available to the media. Um, so we don't do dry January, but I'm no. curious what your thoughts are on dry January because I know a lot of people do it. I do I don't know how I, I mean I'm fine for those of you who want to decide to do it but for me personally like I would have a harder time doing damp January than I would dry January like if you tell me I can't have it at all I'm like cool but if you tell me like oh you can only drink on weekends I'd be like oh well but there's a there's I, special I, holidays and it's seasons. not for, it's not for me yeah my birthday's in January yeah um and I want to have a glass of wine I want to do some things like I want to also try and better myself. It What's odd to me is like, and, and look, do you, right? That's the message always people forever do you. But instead of like moderating or saying you want to moderate at all times, you're going to just cut it cold turkey for a month and then go back, go back to, to it. That's my thing. It's like if you genuinely it. want to improve your relationship with alcohol or just like want to be healthier or those things, the healthy thing to do is to find balance and in moderation as opposed to unless you're going to go sober for good then then dry january is probably for you but i think yes. most people are should do like a damp version and like limit the days that you can drink maybe damp january i like damp, damp january. january that way you're like not 
Because I think that's mentally harder than dry January. Like, if you tell me I can cut it out completely, I'm fine. I can do it. I'll stick to it for a month. Fine. But if you tell me that I have to pick, like, certain days that I can't and have to stick to that, that's going to be the hard one. Because, like, it's just like the holidays where you're like, like, oh, you can drink on a Thursday during Christmas, the week between Christmas and New Year's because you're going to. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get assigning these things to these months. Like, like every calendar month now has something like attached to it. Like <laughs> sober October is another one, but I can't do that. Sober my October. In October, but like there's one in November as well. No shame um, November, yeah, yeah. Well, there's also like the no uh, nut November, yeah. Like there's what? No nut November, where you're not supposed. <laughs> How, no shave. I don't know what the fuck no shave is. Your I'm face. You grow a beard. Well, fuck it. Like, who cares? That's not what November people think about. <laughs> like, no shame. Yes, November. It is. Like, yes, I'm like, it is. Eh, I had no idea that other one existed. And so I. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That's the thing. And I like, I saw more of that than I saw dry January, to be honest. Like, that was like the content. Twitter was all over that. And Instagram as well. Yeah, that was. That's maybe niche just, to some people you follow, but. <laughs> well, that's true. That might be a me problem. But people out there, back me up on this, please. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it, I, the future I, again, author I of children's books, please back him up. <laughs> this is what See? I mean by we are very much, um, I don't That's know it. what the word is for yeah, it. Yeah, publish me. There's a publisher out there who was like, guys, we've got this person. He He sounds very clever. And then they got to the end of the podcast. And they're like, you know what? We're going to pass. But back to your uh, damn January. Like, do you? Everybody, if you want to do, do whatever the hell you want to do, no salad February, no red meat. No exclusively salad red meat. February. Yeah, there's like the Joe Rogan thing. He does like elk meat for a month. Uh, exclusively. Joe Rogan's part of the Sober October too with Burt Kreischer. And who, by the oh, way, yeah. I get to see. In person oh, that's awesome. In February. I'm very excited. So, yes. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Um, Do you? No shave November. My kids would not like that. Like, I can't believe you haven't like heard a, of that. All right. This no. is. Yeah, it's off the rails. Now we're off the rails officially. But And I love, again, um, how we said this is going to be a short one. There's probably not got a lot of content. Yeah. Here we are at an hour. Yeah, it ends in the right spot. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Okay, so next week we're going to be back. We're going to be recording early. Or in the week, because we got traveling coming up. We got all sorts of traveling coming up. Yeah. You are like not going to be home for a month, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll but we will keep everybody posted in the pod. We'll keep going. We've got more NFL. I'm sure college football doesn't sleep. There will be stuff. No, there's and, there's gonna be plenty. And also TV. I'm gonna be immersing myself. I will keep updates on our children's books, apparently. Like this is gonna be a thing now. Now I feel pressure that I actually have to do it because I yeah, talked about it. Yeah, hey, I like it. And my TikToking. So all of those things are going to be coming to focus. Yep. Um, kind of weird not having a beer. So we're going to have a beer next week. So no dry January here. All right. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers.